Hey, it's Rochelle, and you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a production of Catholic Answers. Welcome to the place to transform the world by transforming yourself. Well, hello, everybody. How are you doing? So let's get started with a question, right? Do you know what the prophecy of Simeon, your baptism, and the Catholic use of candles have in common? I'm going to give you a second. All right. I'm too excited. I can't wait anymore. All right. So they are all related to the feast that we celebrate this weekend, the presentation of the Lord. And together, all three of those things have the ability to encourage us to be light bearers in the world every single day if we do this one simple act daily. So what act is that you're wondering? Yeah, I know. I know you want to know what it is and we'll get to it, but we just have to lay a little bit of groundwork first. And so let's start with the presentation of the Lord. So the presentation of the Lord is a historic event that we can read about in the Gospel of Luke in chapter two. And I encourage you to read this on your own, read chapter two of Luke, or just go to Mass on Saturday, which is the presentation of the Lord, because that's going to be the gospel reading. Because if you don't go on Saturday, you're not going to hear it on Sunday. All right, so read chapter two of Luke. So you have the full picture, but we can, we can you know, work around that right now. All right, so in chapter two of Luke's gospel, we find the Holy Family in the temple 40 days after Jesus's birth. And we read, When the day came to purify them according to the law of Moses, the couple brought him up to Jerusalem so that he could be presented to the Lord. For it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be consecrated to the Lord. Now, this is really interesting because the Mosaic law here that Luke is talking about It's basically, it's the rite of purification, and it includes the offering of a sacrifice. Now, this sacrifice requires a lamb for a burnt offering, as well as a pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. But if the family was a poor family and they couldn't afford a lamb, two pigeons or two turtle doves would be sufficient. Now, this poorer option, right, of just like the two birds... That's what Luke says a few verses later, Mary and Joseph offered when they presented Jesus in the temple. That's interesting. So just think about this for a second. If they offered two birds, then there was not a lamb present. Just think about that and ask yourself, was there a lamb present? Hmm. All right. So we're going to move on. So the purpose of this rite, this rite of purification was actually to redeem the firstborn son, right? Because This law of Moses, we find it in Exodus 13, verse 1, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses and said, Consecrate to me every firstborn that opens the womb among the Israelites, both of man and of beast, because it belongs to me. Now, Luke doesn't mention redemption at all when he is talking about Jesus being presented in the temple. No, he uses the word presentation, right? But that's not, that's not, um strictly adhering to what the law was referring to, right? Because the law is referring to a redemption. Luke's using the word presentation. And when he's doing that, he's focusing on the consecration aspect of this event. Now, the Greek word used for presentation 
here also means offering. Now, what do we associate with offering? A sacrifice. And who offers a sacrifice? Only a priest. So remember that also. All right. So next, Luke recounts the prophecy of Simeon. Now, Simeon, we learn, is a righteous and devout man who has the Holy Spirit upon him, and that the Lord had told Simeon that he would see the Messiah before his death. So, led by the Holy Spirit, Simeon goes to the temple and he sees Jesus. And he's like, that baby right there, that's the Messiah, and God has fulfilled his promise to me. And so, full of joy, he goes to Jesus, he picks him up, and he says this, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to thy people Israel. And then Simeon turns to Mary and Joseph, and they're like marveling at what Simeon just said. Simeon blesses them, and then he says to Mary, he says this, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that thoughts out of many hearts may be revealed. So what happened here? The presentation of the Lord, as it's recorded in Luke's gospel, is a proclamation that Christ is the Messiah, right? That's what Simeon's prophecy is all about. He's saying, this child, this is a Messiah, and I've seen him. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your promise. I knew that you would. And the presentation of the Lord is also proclaiming that Jesus is the priest, right? Because only a priest can offer a sacrifice. And the word for presentation that Luke uses can also mean offering, right? So Jesus is also the priest during this offering. And also that Jesus is the lamb that would be slain, right? Because the Holy Family didn't buy a lamb. They bought either two turtle doves or two pigeons, but there still was a lamb present during that offering. What? I know, really, what? I mean, there is so much that is that you can find in this, this short biblical narrative. And I mean, it's just chalked with all this goodness. And that's not all, okay? I'm about to get my infomercial on right here. And that's not all, folks, right? So you're probably wondering how, I mean, that was really cool, right? What we just talked about, but you're probably wondering, okay, how does Simeon's prophecy fit together with my baptism and with prayer candle? All right, so here we go. Remember when Simeon referred to Jesus as the light for revelation to the Gentiles during that prophetic message that he just gave? Okay. Here we go. Jesus is the light that came into the world of darkness. We know this. We've heard this. He came to shed light on our sins and to bring us salvation. Now, for this reason, candles are blessed at Mass on the feast of the presentation of the Lord because of this prophecy, because Simeon refers to Jesus as the light to the Gentiles, right? So these candles are used throughout the year during the liturgy, during all uh, all the masses, all the all the the rituals that we have, and they're also used during private prayer. Like if even if you're you're praying in your church or even at home, right? And so that's why you might have heard in the Roman rite sometimes the feast of the presentation of the Lord is sometimes called candle mass, right? Isn't that kind of sweet? Like it's called candle mass. We're gonna bless the candles. We're gonna use these candles throughout the year for prayer. 
Okay, so don't forget that either. Okay, because we're going to come back to it. So think about your baptism, right? You were brought to the church to be presented for baptism. You were dedicated to the Lord and brought into his family at your baptism. Then you were given a candle, which you probably couldn't hold if you were an infant, but that candle was lit from the Paschal candle, the Easter candle. And it was a symbol that you had been enlightened by Christ, right? Now think back to Simeon's prophecy, a light to the Gentiles. And since you had been enlightened by Christ, you are now a child of light yourself that brings light into the world wherever you go, right? And you do that by virtue of your baptism, the, ho- the light of the Holy Spirit, that flame is always there, right? And no matter where you go, what you do, it's always with you. And so you are bringing light into the world. And in doing that, you're witnessing to the Lord because you are light bearers, dude. I mean, that just like sets my soul ablaze. I mean, we're talking about flames and fire and all that stuff here. And like, I just feel this fire welling up inside me. And that's probably the flame that I received during my baptism, you know, because it it hears truth, it recognizes truth, and it just gets so excited. And then if you've ever paid attention at a baptism that you've gone to, or if you were um, an adult or older when you got baptized and you remember the prayer, the prayer that is prayed over you is basically saying as much, right? So here's the thing. Do you ever think of your baptismal candle? Like, do you ever go back and think about that? Or... Do you recall its symbolism, which we just briefly touched on right now? Or do you recognize how it harkens back to the presentation of the Lord, right? And Simeon's prophecy about Jesus being the light to the Gentiles. And how that event, the presentation of the Lord, how that proclaimed Jesus as Messiah and priest, right? There's so much power in all of these, right? Like we're thinking about our baptismal candle, remembering its symbolism and recalling how it's linked to the presentation of the Lord and what that means for who we are as well as who Jesus is and what we are, you know, to do in the world as light bearers. There's so much power there and we can tap into that and remember that because I think for us really it's probably human nature we just forget because we just get busy with other things and we're more interested in something new and shiny. Um, and we forget these simple things. Well, they're not simple at all, actually. They're, they're quite amazing. They're quite astonishing. Things that we don't even have the capacity to fully understand yet. Um, you know, what has happened in our soul through the sacrament of baptism and everything within it. Um, but we can tap into that every single day of the year. And It's super simple, and you're probably going to be like, what? Really? Get a prayer candle. Get a candle, preferably one made of beeswax, and use it once a day. At least light it once a day during your time of prayer. I mean, it sounds super simple, but it's way effective. Trust me. I know this. I do it myself. Because every time that I pray at home, I have a beeswax prayer candle and I set it in front of my icons and when I light it, I am reminded of the light of the Holy Spirit that dwells within me since my baptism, of the power of light over darkness and of that sweet offering that I am sending up to the Lord through the aroma of the honey within the beeswax. 
And in all of that, I am reminded that I am a bearer of light. I bear light in the world. And even if I'm having one of those days where my prayer just seems dry and I'm just not satisfied with how it went or I was just distracted a lot, even if that is the case, I still find that I am replenished by these facts, by all of these facts that I remember just by the simple act of lighting that candle. And I want you to have that same experience. Actually, I want you to have a better one and I want you to tell me about it and how I can achieve that also. But in order for you to have that experience, you need to start praying with a prayer candle. Like I said, preferably a beeswax candle. And so here's what you do. You find out if and when your parish is celebrating candle mass this weekend. You get yourself some beeswax candles and you bring them to mass to be blessed. Or you can possibly find some at your parish already that you can purchase. Um, Then once a day, you light that candle during your time of prayer and make it a point to remember the significance of your baptismal candle and what the light, you know, that flame, what that says about you, what that says about who you are and whose you are. And then recall Simeon's prophecy about Jesus in Luke chapter 2. And remember that you are simultaneously proclaiming along with Simeon, that Jesus is Messiah, that Jesus is the priest. Like, oh my goodness, like you're you're praising the Lord in that simple act and you are receiving the grace from the Holy Spirit to remember all of the graces that have been given to you just through your baptism and how that makes you part of the family of God and all of the gifts that you've been given to take out into the world and be a light. And so I also want to add these little tidbits because you know how I am. I like these little facts. But if you're on the fence and you're like, well, I can just get a regular candle, not a beeswax candle. Yes, of course you can totally do that. But if you have the opportunity to get a beeswax candle, I would like to sway you in that direction. And here's why. Here's a couple things that I love about this. Okay, so first of all, when it comes to Catholics and Catholic prayer and candles. Candles have been used during the liturgy and in prayer since almost as far back as the apostles. Like, I love when I can find things within Catholicism, you know, that have that lowercase t tradition attached to them. It helps me feel more connected to the universal church that goes back thousands of years, all who have come before me. Um, Also, when it comes to candles, St. Jerome has called them but a sign of joy. I mean, how cute is that? But a sign of joy. Candles are but a sign of joy. Anyways, okay, so in the liturgy also, um, candles are required to be beeswax. I didn't know if you knew that. Or at least a certain percentage now anyways. uh, A a certain percentage of them is required to be beeswax because originally they were all beeswax. And when they burnt, you could smell the sweetness from the honey that was also mixed in with the beeswax. And so this was considered a sweet aroma. And that's what I was mentioning before that I experience when I light my prayer candle. I can smell it and I I, um, connect that with this idea of offering a burnt sacrifice, a sweet smelling sacrifice to the Lord. And in this case, it's in the form of the aroma of the honey from these candles. So in effect, when we're doing this, we're offering a sweet aroma to the Lord, which if you know your scripture, we should be doing. Okay. Anyways, moving on. So, um, okay, this is the last one. I promise. Okay. So candles along with bells and incense and all that extra pizzazz that we find in the Catholic liturgy are considered 
part of the natural language of the mystical expression. I mean, isn't that a fabulous line? Part of the natural language of the mystical expression. I mean, thank you, Catholic Encyclopedia. I I need to like put that in my prayer journal because that is just, I don't know, that fills me with so much joy and it does bring a richness to this simple act. You know, I'm all for natural languages of mystical expression. And so this was just like, yeah, this like kind of sealed the deal for me. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm always going to be praying with the candle no matter what. So yeah, I want all of this for you. So all you got to do is get yourself a prayer candle and remember that you are bearers of light in the world. All right. So that's all I have for you. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it now. You can find Clumsy Theosis where all good podcasts are found, pretty much any single podcast app. Also, follow me on Instagram at Clumsy Theosis, and you can reach out to me there. I'm serious about that. Private message me, leave comments, whatever. People do it all the time, and they will all tell you that I always message back, and we always form some sort of a of a friendship. And I love that because I want us to all be community. Anyways, yeah, so reach out to me there and um, tell your friends about the podcast, be it on social media, word of mouth, whatever, because the more people you tell, that means there are more people out there transforming the world by transforming themselves, more people out there better equipped to be bearers of light in the world, right? That's what we want. We want to bring light to the world. All right, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Until next time, peace out. Thank you for tuning in this week to Clumsy Theosis. Each week, we explore a topic within the Catholic faith to aid listeners like yourself, as well as yours truly, in the advancement and deepening of the spiritual life and the personal ownership of our relationship with the big guy upstairs and his church. As cliche as it sounds, the world needs you. Become who you were created to be with Clumsy Theosis the place to transform the world by transforming yourself.